Welcome back to the Call Me By Your Game podcast. Uh, If you are listening to the Call Me By Your Game podcast for the first time, welcome. We're happy to have you. Uh, This is a show where I, your host, Connor McCabe, have a guest on to talk about a video game that is special to them and why. Um, And we talk about uh, as much about not only what they love about this particular game, um, but and also, as you can probably tell from the name, uh, we talk about what was special to them about the time that they played it and the context around that. Um, Because I always find that equally interesting, uh, as as interesting as what makes a game great. So um, a little housekeeping up top. Uh, If you would like to visit our website, well, you're in luck because we've got one. Uh, you can visit us at callmebyyourgame.com. There, of course, we also have all of our episodes. I mean, you can find us, of course, as you probably know, in Apple Podcasts and Spotify, but our episodes are uh, there as well. We've got the video segments that we used to be able to do on the show live there and more information about the people who run this show. Um, you can also email us with any questions, uh, any things you've been thinking about, anything you just feel like sharing with us, any any memories you have of a particular episode we do, you can email us at callmebyyourgamepodcast at gmail.com. And the last thing is that if you listen to this show or you, you've been listening or you listen today and you're like, I like the show, I want to support the show, uh, a couple helpful ways you can do that are A, leave a, a rating and a review in the Apple Podcast Store that helps people see that people are listening and liking the show, people are more likely to listen to us, and two, is share this podcast with someone who you know loves video games or maybe even loves the particular game we're talking about today. Cool. Housekeeping's out of the way. We're going to get to my favorite part of the show. That's when I introduce our guest for the day. So please give a warm welcome to Courtney Venez. Hi. Hi, Connor. It's so nice to be here. Hey, it's so nice to be here. Um, as as we just start actually interacting now, it's so funny because we've obviously been, you know, talking a few minutes before we actually start recording, but it is funny f- for like to have the guest be quiet for a little bit. Oh my gosh. I was sitting there with just so much like anticipation. I was like, oh my gosh. I'm start it's like you're behind soon. the curtain and I'm bringing you out to do a, like a set or something. It's so goofy. I love it. I lo- uh, Yeah. It really felt like that. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being here. Uh, I we know each other uh, through improv comedy. We took yes. a class. I mean, honestly, I think it was right around this time last I, year we were starting I, that class. I think you're exactly right. Yeah. Um, I um, I was just thinking about that because I was trying to get a better concept of time uh, and where <laughs> which is I tough, am. I know. Yeah, it is tough. It's. I mean, knowing where you are in the year is already kind of hard when you live in LA because we don't Mm -hmm. have things like seasons uh, that dictate uh, like, uh, you know, oh, it's cold out, therefore it is winter. Um, (laughs) And so now that uh, every day is sort of bleeding together so much. um, Yeah, it was I was just like, what what was I doing like a year ago? And I realized I was uh, in a class with Connor. Woo. Woo. I hope I hope everyone uh when they when they look back, they're like trying to think about what they were doing a year ago. It's always in the context of what was going on with them and myself. Exactly. That's my hope. And yeah, that is I mean, that's the Truman show hope of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, it's actually the, the Connor McCabe show. So <laughs> it's true. That's how much my uh how much of an ego I have now. <laughs> um well thank you for being here. That's how we know each other. Um, but the listeners might know you because uh Courtney is a comedian, improviser, voice actor and overall delightful presence in Los oh. Angeles. But I don't know where you're from. Where are you from? Oh, um, such a good question that I um, I don't have like a short way of answering. I don't know. Okay. I, I guess I do. Technically, I grew up not far from here in Orange County. Okay. Um, but uh, I've also lived, I moved to Portland for two years after Orange County. And I would Very say cool. when people ask where I'm from, my initial reaction is always to say the Bay Area because I moved there when I was 24. Four, and I was oh. there for about eight years. So I feel like my spending your twenties someplace, uh, those are really like, f- I wouldn't say they're your formative years, but they are like really important years. Um, Absolutely. And it's funny. I've been living in LA now for just about two and a half years, maybe a little over two and a half years. And I still think of myself as being like new and I'm like, Oh no, I guess, I guess I'm not new anymore, but, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah I feel like I, you know, you, I, you come into yourself, uh, a, hugely <laughs> in, totally. uh, in your twenties. And so I, I feel like 
I kind of don't want to say I'm from Orange County ever sure. for a lot of reasons. Um, uh, so Orange County. Because you don't uh, like oranges. That's what I, it is. You know what? Right? Too much citrus, you know, <laughs> bad for your teeth and also ulcers. Um, yeah. So technically I grew up in Orange County, but um, I did just ish move here from uh, living in the Bay Area for a significant amount of time. So very uh, cool. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that long, kid, that's that even a long better. answer to. No, that's okay. I think now. that's that's even more of a. I like that more of a thorough response than like where are you from because that just gives me like kind of an idea of your of your I guess your geographical journey. We'll call it. Thank you. I yeah, appreciate no that. Problem. As soon as I said I lived two years in Portland, I was like, well, that okay. I, mm, all right, narrow it down. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, I was raised by Orange County, but. I, I think of myself as a Bay Area person at heart, I guess. Cool. So. Where, where did you, did you live in San Francisco? Uh, no, I lived in Berkeley and Oakland. Okay, cool. Even mm-hmm. cooler than San Francisco. Yeah, thank you. I the did. I worked side, in East San Francisco. Bay. Exactly. The East Bay. Um, I worked in San Francisco, so I was there pretty frequently, but um, it was very expensive and it still is very mm-hmm. expensive to live there. So um, I never actually had an apartment there. Gotcha. Yeah. Well. Well, we're glad to have you here in Los hey, Angeles. Um, oh also, if there's anything else you feel about sharing about, you feel like sharing about yourself with the guest, uh, feel free to do so. Otherwise, um, we'll uh, get into something else. Let's start talking about video games. Perfect. Um, before we get into the next little segment of the show, I do want to say, uh, which I always forget to say early enough in the show, the game uh, that you chose to talk about today uh-huh. is Mist. Yes. Um, we'll, of course, dive into more of that later. Before we get into your specific history with that game and and, and more information about it, how did you get into video games? Um, I'd love to hear anything about your history you want to share. Okay. Uh, so I came from a household that was not into video games. I never had video game consoles growing up. My parents were not into the idea of spending hundreds of dollars <laughs> on something that was going to wrap my brain. You know what I mean? Like they were, <laughs> oh, yeah. they were those parents. Also, my parents were just like never into technology. Like they mm. never had like um, a video camera. So I have no home videos growing up, like oh. getting my mom to like adjust to a DVD player was like pulling teeth. Um, oh and gosh. so they definitely had that mentality around like video games of like, Oh, what it's unnecessary. What is this? Um, sure. If you, you know, go read a book. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like <laughs> where my, my parents came from. But for some reason with a computer, they, I think they sort of viewed a computer as like uh, intellectual, uh, if mm. you will. So nice. I, I got to play computer games, but I never had like an N64. Um, actually, when I was in high school, I ended up getting maybe like my senior year of high school, I got a Sega Genesis. Um, oh my that goodness. was great. Yeah. So <gasps> a little bit, a little late, but um, I I guess if I said I'd never owned a console, that wouldn't necessarily be true. Um, sure. And so pretty much all of my my video gaming and all my gaming had to happen on a computer. Uh, and the way I found out about Myst is I went to a friend's house. Um, and I was like the only one of my friends who didn't. I always wanted to go to my friend's houses because they yes. have things like video games. Um, and this one particular friend had mist and doom and that was i always wanted to go to her house um and we would play mist together and the way i ended up getting it for myself is i went with my dad to fries once and my dad was way chiller about Mm -hmm. the video game or like whatever buying stuff for me than my mom was and so that was always the key so i went with him to fries i was this little like shout out to fries electronics god sponsor me (laughs) um (laughs) i went to fries and i saw that they had missed there and i was like dad can i please have this and he was just like uh sure um (laughs) and i think we had just gotten like we were one of the last households to have like a CD-ROM computer. Mm -hmm. Um, And we had just gotten that. And so that's how I started my own personal missed journey. Um, But yeah, basically any video games I knew about was because I went to a friend's house and got to play them. Um, Oh, wow. I mean, there's something exciting about that too. Like I don't, 
I did grow up with some video games, um, but I had a friend who had always had more systems, more games, and better games. So I was always like, I wanted to be over there at all times. So I can't mm-hmm. even imagine not having them at all and having a friend with anything. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, man. And it was always so frustrating because because I couldn't practice on my own if I did go to a friend's mm. house and play video games. I was always bad at it yeah. uh, or just like wasn't as good as they were. So like I remember playing like Tekken um, <laughs> and not being very good. Or we would pass like um, like Sonic back and forth and it would just be mm. like whenever you died, you would have to pass the controller over. So I would play for like a minute. Uh, and, <laughs> oh, and then my stinks. friend would, yeah. So it did not, it didn't work out great. Um, so like it was just such a joy that my dad was like, mm. sure, we did just buy this computer that has a CD-ROM. So you can have this CD-ROM game. Um, the same tactic worked on another trip to Fry's and I ended up getting my dad to buy me Doom. Ooh, wow. <laughs> I'm looking at it and he was just like, okay, why not? Sure. He knew at that point he was yeah. conceding. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I was really excited when you did the episode with Michael on Doom because oh, cool. that, that was also a very formative uh, game for me. Oh, that's so <laughs> um, cool. And it, this mist could not be any more different. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so I just, it, it it has a lot of aspects to it that like really hook me in. So it's, it's this like mystical world. It's a puzzle-based game. Um like, and it just, I think it really like molded me for my interests later in life. Mm. Because even looking back now, my favorite games are games that are either puzzle based games or have like puzzle based aspects to them. Okay. Um, and and I, a lot of that also just has to do with the fact that because I didn't play video games so much while I was growing up, learning how to like just handle a controller, um, I was behind on that. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, and then also like now there are a lot of games and I feel like there is this um, sort of like a barrier to like jumping into a lot of games because the game designers just assume that the people playing games are people who have grown up playing games. So they're built in... um, like built-in aspects or built-in It's um, almost like an understood language sometimes. Yes, absolutely. Um, And so there were little things I remember like trying to play. I forget what game it was, uh, but my husband, Mikey, was just like, why aren't you following the little marker? And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) There's like a little marker on the the top of the screen. And he was like, yeah, follow that and that'll take it. And I was like... Oh boy. Okay. All right. (laughs) right. Um, And recently I have actually been playing a lot more video games and I do have like a pretty strong grasp on like how to use a controller and I can get into why and how later. Um, But for so much of my life, like if I wanted to play a game, I kind of knew it had to be a puzzle game or something that didn't require Mm. like um, precision in in regards to like timing and precision. Um, And Myst doesn't require that. There's no time limit. There's really no way for your character to die. Um, So it, it was just really forgiving. Um, it also had like not save points, but you could just save the game. Mm. Um, So if I had to get off the computer to let, any of my other three family members jump on and use the computer. I could just save it at any point. Um, yeah. So just, just small things like that. But mist was just, it was like every, the whole time I was playing it, I was just like, I want to know more about this world. And you basically, you go through, you're on this Island, um, and you're going through, uh, these buildings and you, you see these objects. And at first when you get dropped off, you have like no clue as to like what you're supposed to do. So it forces you to explore the Island. And I just think it's, it's really good. As Like I was saying, uh, about before how there are some things that are just taken for granted that your player will know what to do. Um, this mm-hmm. game was just, it had really great user interface. It was really clear. Um, despite the fact that it wasn't a game that was made specifically for children. Um, yeah. And you could just, if you, if you didn't know what to do, you could just save your game, come back later and try and figure it out. Uh, and that was something oh. that worked really well for my, I want to say, I think it came out in like 93. Maybe I got yes. it, got it in like 94, 95. So I was like eight or nine when I was like, playing it um yeah like late elementary school is when i was really into it 
Um, So I actually have another question for you before, before we dive too far into like your personal experience with it was, I just wanted to continue on one little trail, which was, so you're, as a kid, you, you're able to get a couple games like this, maybe like after you move, like, like you said, you got a Genesis was, did you continue to play up until like this point in your life? Or was it like just a thing you've recently come back to games in general? What a good question. So, okay. So I played computer games. Basically, that was the only thing I had in childhood. I got a Genesis in uh, late high school and I played a little bit of that in college. um, I played, I remember having a PS2 in my dorm room and I remember playing like a couple games there. Okay. And then it sort of tapered off. Um, I, yeah, I don't think I really touched games too much, uh, through like my early twenties, but then, uh, maybe in my mid twenties, I started playing iPad games and I started playing a lot of indie games. Um, okay, cool. In, yeah, I'm trying to think. So I've definitely like, uh, I've lived with my husband since we were 21. Uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. We, oh, I've been married for almost 11 years at this point. Uh, oh, congrats to you and Mikey. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm trying to think we moved in when we were like 21, got married at like 23. Uh, and he's always had, the reason I, I bring him into this is because he's always had like a PlayStation or an Xbox, mm-hmm. um, sometimes both. We had a, oh, when we came out, we played Wii games. Oh, I love um, it. I'm yeah, staring yeah. at my Wii in my my room right now because I've been oh. using it a lot lately. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're um, uh, yeah. I when that was kind of a game changer because again, those were games sort of for everyone, and if you didn't mm-hmm. uh, necessarily have a strong mastery of uh, you know an Xbox controller or a PlayStation controller, like you could pick this up and play it with anyone, like with your grandma or with your five year old. Um, yeah, so I guess. Up until recently, my relationship with games had been a little more casual. Uh, And then maybe the last few years, I've been playing more and more frequently. Like currently right now, I probably play video games at least for an hour a day. So Nice. uh, I'm so happy to hear that. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I actually, this is something I haven't asked I kind of want to start asking this now that I think about it because I always, it's just something I always wanted to know is what are you playing right now? Okay. Um, right now I, I just finished a game called Oxen Free. Uh, oh, which is, I played that game. It's great. It's so, so cool. good and creepy. Um, it is. I really liked it. Um, I, the game I play the most is a game called Hades, um, <laughs> which uh, is from Supergiant Games. And, Full disclosure, I do two voices in it, but that's not the reason I play it. Ayo. I play it because it is super fun. Um, I've done I've done voices in other video games, and I have not played them nearly as much. Uh, this uh-huh. game, is, I'm like just obsessed with. I think it's super fun. It's a roguelike dungeon crawler. Um, so, and it's it's like got a lot of RPG aspects to it, um, and it's just a game that doesn't ever get boring um it's so fun you can play it just hundreds of times i've yeah um so i play that and then also animal crossing that has been oh yeah and i know you and i we need to visit each other's islands i know we do Um, i don't even think i don't know if we're friends but we gotta figure that out we do um yeah another oh man this i think might anger a lot of people what i'm about to say but uh at the beginning of so my husband bought a twitch a while back and he started playing animal crossing when it just came out um but he has a job that he is doing most days and i currently do not uh and so he started (laughs) playing animal crossing and you can only have one like yes the resident representative yeah you can only have like Mm. one player per uh console so i made him delete his game and <laughs> i was like yeah you're gonna need to delete take a all step your back part. and i'm gonna take over this now i and love he, it you know we should have done that over here because l has played uh, that way more than me and has also just basically taken control of the island and yeah. which is totally fine so it's we should have done what you did <laughs> you know what i feel i do feel a little bad about it like uh but i'm also <laughs> like you can pick it up and play whenever you want it's it's fine it's it's not <laughs> um, totally. he's like it's okay it's fine um so <laughs> I hope I didn't anger anyone, but yeah, I spend way too many hours a day uh, doing that. It is amazing just how much time gets lost on Animal Crossing. Yeah. 
but it's great. So yes, I would say I'm like kind of a uh, full blown gamer at this point. So Ooh. yeah. Oh, I, I love it. It's, it's so funny to hear you talk about, you know, how you could, you had to like not trick, but, but convince your dad to get you like a, like a CD ROM game. And then like back in the day, and then now you're saying the sentence roguelike dungeon crawler and pitching <laughs> me a game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come a long way. <laughs> I, you know what? Thank you. I, I have, I've put in the hours. I can say that much. Oh, um, I love it. Yeah. Uh, but it's Very so cool. funny because you like at this point, like, I, um, like I said, I grew up in a household where video games were sort of looked down on. They shouldn't have been prioritized. They rot your brain, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and now like, honestly, I think video games are one of the best forms of art, or at least have the potential to be like yeah. such one of the best forms of art. They tell stories. Um, they like the amazing amount of engineering that goes into creating a video game. Like it is such an endeavor, um, and, and the fact that it's like so interactive, I think is amazing and beautiful. And like, I could never, I've had insight into how video games get made. And I'm just like, wow, that is, <laughs> so that cool. is so much effort. Um, yeah. so yeah, I have a lot of appreciation for the craft of video games. Oh, I love it. That's like the best pitch for video games we've even had on the show. Oh my gosh. I love it. Get me in front of an audience? Oh, I guess you kind of are. <laughs> I guess we'll call we'll we'll say audience for Get sure. Get me in that boardroom. <laughs> well, I got a, well, an idea for you. It's video oh, games. There well perfect. Well, we're gonna have to take that idea. <laughs> um well very cool. Uh if you don't mind, I'll transition us kind of into to the game history and context for Mist, and then we'll get into like your personal history with it. Let's do um, it. So um Mist, uh if you've never heard of it, is a graphic adventure puzzle game from 1993. It was designed by Robin and Rand Miller, two brothers who started developer Cyan. And Mist was originally developed for the Macintosh personal computer. Uh the Miller brothers got their start developing video games for children and mist was actually their first game for adults that started uh that they actually started developing after receiving funding from sunsoft development began in 1991 and ended up being a surprise hit and it has since been released on many platforms um the gameplay uh consists of a first person journey through an interactive world so players can interact it's you're like looking at as sort of a flat image but of course there's images and, and objects and stuff in the background you're clicking around you're discovering and using specific objects by clicking um and the player basically um as they're going through this island uh they're beginning to they begin to unravel the story of mist uh by gathering information and solving puzzles and um yeah that's about all i have for the history and context to give the the get the listeners an idea of kind of what the game is like um was there anything else you wanted to share about that um no i think that that covers the basics of what mist is pretty well very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hugely, hugely popular game um, for. Oh, um, oh apparently. Yeah, go oh, for it. Uh, apparently it was the best selling PC game until 2002 when The Sims beat it out. Um, yes. Yeah. So it was, uh, which was another game I also would go to friends' houses to play. Um, oh, man. <laughs> Sorry, I just which remembered is, I had I have Sims right now, and I'm like, ooh, ooh I know cool. what I'm doing tonight. Oh, perfect. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, it was like enormously popular. This is a game that like I have never played, but I'm very I'm like familiar with like the the legend of Mist and like how big it was. Um, but yeah, so if you were like playing computer games back then, or even had a computer, you probably knew about this game, kind of like Doom. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Doom, man. Uh, I remember after playing it for, cause obviously I wasn't very good at it and I could not play it if my mom was home because there was no way that if she saw oh, it, yeah. that would fly. Um, <laughs> but one of my friends gave me all the cheat codes for it. I got like oh. the BFG. Oh my, I was like invincible. It was the most fun any 10 year old could ever have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, um, since we've kind of wrapped up the history and context of mist, let's just, let's jump into the main discussion of the show. Um, let's get into your personal history with mist. First of all, uh, you kind of shared earlier how you got it. So I guess we don't need to talk about it. We, you got it at the store. Got it at fries, at baby. Fries. Excuse me, not a store. Fries. <laughs> There's a difference. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, like let's sort of, and you kind of, I'm sorry, I know you, you shared a little bit earlier about your experience with it, but tell me about like what you remember 
uh, about when you did first play this game, like around the context. Okay. Um, so it was, first of all, technologically, it blew my mind. Like, mm-hmm. um, I mean, like I said, I had seen and sort of played video games before, and there were all these like 2D side scroller, 8 bit games. And with Mist, you show up on this island. Um, and it's so interactive. Uh, and not only is it interactive, but there are clues everywhere and you might not even realize it. So, um, that was just like my jam. Um, and it got me so hooked in because like, once you figure out like, oh, I'm supposed to take these numbers and bring them to this other part of the Island and use that to open a door. Mm. Um, oh my gosh, that was just like, oh, Oh my, what, what else can I do here? Uh, and totally. there's also a story within, uh, within the game. And it's, uh, basically this Island at one point was, um, inhabited by this guy who had two sons and, um, he leaves these journals behind. And so you get to go through and read these journals and you have to, um, put together like the story of what happened, uh, to this guy and with his sons. Um, and so it's, there's a story element, like I mentioned before, I really like loved. And, um, then there's the puzzle element, which was, like I said, just something that I couldn't get enough of. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I, I don't want to like give anything away. I know it's like a 25 year old game at this yeah. point. <laughs> so it's silly of me to be like, I don't want to give away the ending, but basically um, you have to find out like what the sons did, what went wrong. Um, and you go within like a library and you have to like pick up pieces of paper that you find around the aisle and put them into um, these, the books to basically find out um, a full, um, like a full fledged background of like what the sons did and where that, um, original, where their dad is now. Um, Mm. and what's cool is you're also traveling to different, you're not only just stuck on this one small Island, you get to go to other islands and they're called ages. Mm. Um, so there's like another little, um, place you go to that is like a little like treehouse world and another Island place that you go to. That's like a, a ship world. Um, and it was just, I think it just blew me away so much because uh, what seems like a very small game is actually like a huge game. I think it was designed to take about 40 hours and I'm sure it absolutely took me so much more than that. (laughs) Um, Oh, you know what? Truth be told, I actually went back as in a, in like 2011 and went back. uh, I think I found it on steam and I was just like, I wonder if I could play this again. But, um, I actually, when I, when I was playing it, I you had to keep like a journal of yeah. your clues. So I would like, uh, there was a part where you go and you sit in this room that looks like a dentist room and you look at the sky like above you uh, and there are constellations and you're supposed to pick something, but it's like, oh, what are you supposed to do? And then there's like another part of the island where um, you open up a notebook and there are, there's like a picture of a constellation. So I'd have to like draw out the constellation and go back to the, like the dentist oh. chair room and like pick out um, uh, like pick out the constellations that were there. So uh, yeah, it was just like I had a journal with all these like probably like pretty wild looking notes. Um, but I did the exact same thing in 2011 because I remembered, I was like, Oh, that's right. Like, uh, and at first I was like, oh, I was a kid then I'm an adult now. Like I don't need a journal. I was like, Oh no, I straight up like, <laughs> Oh, that's part uh, of the I, game. I know. I wish I had any idea where that was right now because I'm, I'm sure it looks like one of the journals from like seven. I'm <laughs> just like, I was just going to say that's incredible. And it's, it's also like, uh, you can tell that, Mist was really heavily influenced by like Jules Verne. There's mm-hmm. like a rocket ship. There's a submarine. Um, uh, it sort of deals with like the like the theme of like whether it's ethical or not to like you know time travel or to like travel between um, magical places, uh, which was kind of like Narnia ish. Uh, so it just had a lot of like really like magical and like. Uh, interesting themes to it that I think really like, like, like I think I mentioned this before, like, I think that really formed what I'd be interested later in life. Um, And the reason I say that is something later in life that I got really way too deep into was the TV show lost. 
um, when that oh. came out, like I was obsessed hmm. with that show and I was looking for clues everywhere. And I like, I was going onto like message boards and trying to figure things out. I was obsessed with it because I wanted, I kind of just wanted what mist had given me. Mm. Um, and of course lost ended up being like pretty disappointing, but, um, but it was still so, <laughs> so fun for the, the same purpose of being like stuck in an Island. Things are amiss. Um, everything sort of means something. That's another really great thing about mist is nothing is just like, there for no reason. Um, mm. If you see something that has a symbol on it, you know that you should probably remember that symbol because it'll be important later on. Um, That's really cool. Yeah, it is really cool. And so I just, honestly, I think it's a game that would hold up today. Um, I don't know if it's a game that maybe should be, maybe it could be remade. Uh, it could probably benefit from having a simpler, it's almost like a PowerPoint. If you go back and play it, not a PowerPoint, but like a slideshow. Yeah. Um, because it's just like, it's point and click. Uh, so and it's you're kind, kind of, of like, like looking at one, one frame, right. And those exactly. same objects might be in the frame as you like click forward, but you click forward and then it pushes you like a certain distance forward. Yes, right. exactly. Yep. That's exactly it. It's almost like using Google maps, <laughs> you know, when Inter you're like, oh, like using street, street view. view. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, it's, it's really cool. It's just so well thought out. And it's, like I said, the user, the, the UI on that game is amazing because, uh, it's at first you might be like, why is there a gear here? Um, and then you go to a different part of the Island and there's a gear and you're like, Oh, these things are connected or this was mm -hmm. a clue. Um, and that's just, I just thought that was great. Um, and it was, so it, did, it wasn't like condescending at all. Uh, and it was definitely still hard. I think I, uh, mentioned to you, there's a part where you have to go into a submarine and then you're supposed to play music. Um, like you're supposed to like repeat a sound that you heard oh. on a different part of the island. And that part I actually got completely stuck on and oh. had to have my friend come over and do it for me because I have, I am like just tone deaf. I <laughs> am not musically inclined at all. I, it was so frustrating. And my friend just came over and was like, beep, beep, beep. And so it was funny. Cause I think when I was thinking of it, I was like, Oh, I don't think I finished that game because I remember getting stuck on the submarine. Uh, but then I remembered, I remember I knew the ending and that I just had to have someone do that submarine part yes. for me because the ending is really intense. Um, and it has something else that's so cool about it is there are actually multiple endings. It's sort of a choose your own adventure um, where there's kind of one right answer and two wrong answers. Um, yeah. And, can, and, and oh. for, like, I would, I think Courtney, I think it'd be fine if at this moment, if you want to, we can be like, Hey, <laughs> if you would like to not have this game spoiled, that's been around. Look, I don't want to spoil years. Star Wars for you. So <laughs> <laughs> though, I think father. <laughs> if, if you would like to, I think it's okay for us to be I like, know. Hey, if you don't want to have this game spoiled, um, maybe pause the game, play a hundred, pause the game, <laughs> pause the podcast, <laughs> pause it. come back to it. Yeah. But if you don't care, then I, I mean, those Honestly, details are really right. cool. So feel free. Okay. So basically at the end, you, uh, you get like the final, it was either a page or like a notebook and you have to either decide if you're going to put that page into one of the son's notebooks, or if you're going to put it into the original guy's notebook. And if you put it into, if you like, because basically the sons the whole time, they keep blaming each other for their father's death or disappearance. And they're um, in the books, right? Like they're each they stuck are. in their own. Yes. Yeah, so basically like they're each stuck in a book. It's, oh my gosh, that was another thing is like, um, there were little videos within the game. So at one uh -huh. point you go to the library and you select a book and you open it up and then there's a video of one of the brothers. Uh, and that was technology at that time that I had never seen before. And I thought it was so amazing. Um, it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. And so, yeah, you basically either have to choose one of the brothers or you can put it in the dad's notebook who you think is dead. Turns out he's not dead, but he had been like stowed away on another island. So if you put it in either of the brother's notebooks, then you get trapped inside of the notebook and that's how the game ends. And if you put it in the dad's notebook, then uh, the dad gets, you get to like free the dad. Gotcha. So that's right. Yeah. It's a, it's a little choose your own adventure and that's, so exciting and really like empowering. I, I, I sort of love that, that there could be a wrong decision. And I guess I said earlier, there's no way of dying. And I guess you aren't technically dying, but you could get stuck in a notebook forever. 
Yeah. Question for you about that part of the game. Um, is that something that as you're playing through, like you're doing your playthrough of this game, let's say you chose the wrong, like one of the brothers and then you get trapped in the book. Are you able to pick up your game right before that again and just choose the other scenarios or do you have to start oh, your game over? You know what? So uh, it depends on where you save. Like if you Ooh, choose wrong, oh I think if you choose wrong, uh, you can probably just go like, Oh, okay. I guess I won't save this portion of the, you could probably like exit without saving and then jump on and choose correctly. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I don't know if that would have occurred to me when I was that age. Um, but yeah, it was just really uh, interesting storytelling. Um, like there are, I think a lot of games maybe at that time, like, I'm, I'm thinking like duck hunt, like you can only play that for a little bit. Like I get it. Like you can definitely get better. Uh, but it wasn't, there was nothing like compelling me to like come back and yes. try to play that. And with this, like I wanted to know how the story ends. I wanted the mystery to be solved. Um, and that's, that's what gave me, that's what gave me life. That's what kept me fighting with my brother for computer time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so many fights. Oh my gosh. So many fights growing up over who was using the computer. So I do get why my parents, we're like, we are not buying you another thing to fight over. Um, <laughs> totally. Not feeling uh, this fire. Anymore. Oh, man. Yeah, it's funny. Like, looking back at, at a kid, I'm like, oh, I just, like, I would break things all the time. I wasn't good at taking care of things. I fought with my brother all the time. Like, uh, yeah, I don't think my parents made, like, the worst call being like, we are absolutely not getting, <laughs> getting you guys a video game console. Like, you will either break it or it'll just be, uh, like, absolute hell in our household. So, yeah. Oh, man. That's so cool. Um, something that I wanted to ask you about a little bit because it was something I've uh, just kind of a feeling I've had and that maybe I've maybe this is me like absorbing the information that I've been learning about this game this week and I'm just regurgitating it. But um, and it, one thing that I found interesting, especially coming from you, someone who didn't really play games before that point, um, was that. Uh, it is, it's like this world, not only that you said you were compelled to come back to because of the mystery, but it was, was the accessibility part of it that was enticing. Cause like, yes. you don't have to be able to like run and jump and avoid spikes and then mm -hmm. like shoot a bad guy. You kind of just can, I don't know. It feels like a game you can digest at your own pace, but yes. I don't know how you felt about it. Oh no, that is exactly why I was able, oh man. Uh, that's why I was like able to play. Um, and it's basically oh, why, cool. like the same reason um, I was saying that I liked Wii so much when it came out because it was for everyone. Um, and even though this game, again, wasn't necessarily designed for kids, there was nothing in it that wasn't particularly uh, not kid friendly uh, mm. in it. There, you know, nothing like graphic, no swearing, no violence. Um, they weren't going to yeah, take not, this game away from you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, my mom was <laughs> totally fine because I was probably like, the quietest for the longest amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> like I was just quietly like sitting there, like scribbling, like in my notebook, um, clicking away. Yeah. So I think that was, that's, that's a huge thing. Um, like as long as you know how to like operate a mouse, uh, you mm -hmm. can play mist. Um, yeah. And it was, cool. it's just so fun. And now like talking about it, like I re-downloaded it on steam. Uh, it was only $5. Oh, I love it. <laughs> uh, so I think I am probably going to like go back and play it. Um, it was just so creative and I would just love to see that sort of thing in more games. Like whenever I'm playing a game that has a puzzly aspect to it, oh, I just love it. Like um, God of War, the one that came out in like 2005, yeah. uh, which was another game I was thinking about talking about here. Even though that is like sort of hack and slash, there's also like elements in it that are puzzle based. Um, and so that's like, I think that's great in a game also where it's not all hack and slash and it's not all puzzle based. Um, it's like the pacing on that. Mwah, chef's kiss oh yeah um, chef's kiss <laughs> so, so good but it also um like limbo inside um gone home they're all like portal even they're all these like mm. story based uh portal like you do have to have um some agility with a controller but um you know not as much as you need for like call of duty or sure something like that um yeah so like looking back if you like i sort of listed out my favorite games that I've played and that's, that's all of them. And they all have some kind of like puzzle puzzle based aspect to them. And it's usually the goal isn't to, um, 
No, actually, that's not true. <laughs> I was going to say, usually the goal isn't to like just murder everyone. Or, and I'm like, no, I like I like those games, too. <laughs> I like going through and clearing a room. Um, yeah, there's there's something to I at least think there's something to uh, a games with. I don't know, that kind of can have a happy medium of several elements like like puzzle, like maybe puzzle solving. And then in, mm. in like a God of War is like combat. Those are really fun for me. Like, that's why I love the Zelda games so yes. much. Is yes. Oh, my gosh. Exactly. Yes. Like Breath of the Wild. Um, oh, goodness. So great. <sighs> so good. That is the only Zelda game I have um, played. And I also haven't finished it because when I started playing it, it was when I lived in the Bay Area and Mikey and I had a roommate and I was playing it on his Wii U. Oh. And then we moved and I just oh, no. never got to finish it. So now I have it on Switch. Um, but there's also just this like, Oh, okay. I get to start from the beginning. Like, yep. <laughs> and even though it's like fun and like, what a great use of my time. Uh, it's a commitment. It, it is a, com- it's a commitment. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Zelda is such a mm, 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 perfect example. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. Uh, another question I had for you is, are you, were you a reader as a kid? Are you a reader now? Cause this, watching gameplay from this thing just makes me feel like it's kind of like a world <laughs> of like a book you could live in. Yep. Oh yeah. I was a big reader as a kid. Um, and most of that, it wasn't necessarily cause I was like, I'm a bookish smart kid. It was just because <laughs> like, that's what I was allowed to do. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a lot of my, if, if I asked, I was like, mom, can I get a Nintendo? And it would be like, go read a book. Go outside, yep. go ride your bike. Um, so yeah, a lot of my presents were were books. So I was bookish and I, I did, I loved the story and the reading. Um, it's so funny. I started watching a little bit of gameplay uh, and I was just sort of like, all right, get through the reading, get through the reading part. Like, <laughs> uh, but yeah, oh, I, oh, loved, you've changed. <laughs> I remember just those, like going through the journals and I was like, I want more. Like, yeah. tell me everything about this world. Tell me everything about these characters. Like I could have just lived uh, in that game it was just so fun that's so cool wow that's really awesome um i feel like i've got like a really great idea of not only like what you loved about the game um and what made it special to you but i but i wanted like when you when you were playing this game and maybe the like context around it or like the environment or whatever what you remember isn't that special but you were playing on like your parents computer you were you were talked about a little bit how you were kind of would like fight your brother for computer time mm-hmm. what do you remember was there any i guess not what do you remember if there was anything that like stuck out to you about that time or what was special around it, feel free to share. If not, that's okay too. Oh my gosh. Um, just like that time in like the world or the time in my life. Like or... in your life. And if, if oh, you remember man. anything about like when you were like, was this like a summer you were playing this game? Like, was oh, this it, like a so, Christmas break? Oh, it was definitely just like every day after school. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. um, my brother and I went to the same school and we carpooled together. So it wasn't like, like, you know, how some kids go to like different schools or one kid's in middle school, one yes. kid's in elementary school and you have to like race home, um, to like fight for the TV time or uh-huh. fight for it. We always went to the same school. So it was like, yeah, it was, we had some pretty intense fights of, and that would usually start in the car ride home. Of um, course. Cause like, you're already I, both thinking about the computer. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And I'm trying to think the same what, age. No, he's two years, but one grade above me. Gotcha. Um, it's exactly like my sister and I. I was oh, really? two years, but one grade above her. Oh my gosh. Yes. So you Probably get have it. a lot to it talk is, about. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, absolutely. That is such, it's so funny because that really is like a very unique relationship. Um, mm-hmm. Like an older brother, younger sister being so close in age. Like my brother and I are two years and 12 days exactly apart. Um, Whoa. When, when's yeah. your birthday? Mm, July 9th. Oh, cool. Coming up. I know. Coming on up. Um, so excited for that. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, it was, I think the fights would start like in the car. And I, mm. I think I remember my, my mom being like, okay, this week, Courtney gets the, her, like the first computer time, uh, oh, Monday, yeah. Wednesday, Friday, and Andrew has it Tuesday, Thursday. And the following week it would like switch off. Oh, gotcha. Um, but even when you would, I remember like, 
just trying so hard to negotiate a little more time. And usually with like the lie, like I'm doing homework. Is this for school? <laughs> I remember in that. And it, yeah. Uh, and so I've I'd like, there. I would like, you know, minimize or whatever the game and be like, look, I have a word document up. And then as soon as no one was looking, it would just be like, pull up mist um, <laughs> and, and start playing. Um, but yeah, it was definitely that like, like that's sort of that really like fresh fun age of like late elementary school. Um, yes. And also just like this was the nineties and like no one had cell phones. And so uh, I would either be on the computer or I'd be out like riding my bike with my neighborhood friends, um, yeah. you know, and I knew to come home, you know, before dark and my parents didn't necessarily know where I was and that was fine. Um, and yeah, like it was, it was, uh, I was big into Nickelodeon also. That's when Nick was hot. I loved, you know, um, Rocco's Modern Life. Um, uh, Clarissa Explains It All was a (laughs) a big show around then. Did you watch Um, uh, all that? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Love it. Oh, man. Just sketch comedy in my life uh, forever. I've been watching. It's so funny. I've been watching Keenan Thompson my whole life, apparently. So truly, though, especially like those of us who grew up with all that. And it's funny. Anytime I ask a comedian, like a comedian that I know, did you watch all that? I should know the answer. It's yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I do know a lot of people who are very funny, but uh, who did not grow up with cable uh, and did Mm. not grow up with. I always like it's so funny to hear that. And my heart is always just like, Oh my gosh, that's so sad. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, you didn't have Ren and Stimpy. Like, oh, what did you do? Who are your uh, friends? Yeah. yeah I know. I'm like, what did you, Oh, you were an outdoor kid. Okay. That's, <laughs> uh, that's cool too. Um, yeah, right. yeah. So that was sort of just like the world, like, you know, you're carefree, like the biggest, um, biggest concern at the time. Cause that was like pre caring about boys. Um, sure. you know, the biggest concern at the time was like, uh, whose friend's house I'd be going to like, like, Ooh, who am I going to, who's going to come over to my house to have a slumber party or whose house am I going to go over to, to have a slumber party? Um, oh, the days. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, and just like when my computer time was and when I could play Mist. <laughs> oh, well, it's truly such a special time. Oh my yeah. goodness. I think I think the game I, I haven't like officially chosen the game because there's like a million that I have special relationships with that mm-hmm. I want to do, but I think I'm gonna choose a game from that time. And it was a computer game too. So like it I'm like always looking back on that specific era in my life as a very special thing. Oh my gosh. It really, yeah, that really is. And that's just like what a time for video games also. Mm-hmm. Um it was, you know, like there was just a lot of, uh, a lot of creativity, a lot of experimentation. Um, and I think it was probably just easier to make video games back then. Uh, mm-hmm. like it was funny. I was just thinking about how like every Nickelodeon show and Disney show, um, like, or movie just like had a video game that went along with it. Yeah. Um, and now, you know, it's like, we see that too, but because all these games are these like open world, um, <laughs> Like most games are so big and take so long to make uh, that they don't have like a companion. Um, Yes. You know, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to like make a movie and then make a companion video game for it. Totally. Um, Yeah. That was like something that Joan and I talked about last week, which was, was he like, yeah, like where did not only like where did licensed games go, but why are they not around as much in this kind of, I feel like you kind of touched on it right there. Yeah. Yeah. And licensing is, I think it is pretty different um, than it was in, in the nineties. But yeah, I think it's like, if you want to think about like a, a TV show or well, more specifically a movie, like a movie can take like with, post included maybe like a year um or Mm -hmm. longer to come out and a video game i think takes about three years to make yeah um, like minimum if that's like if everything goes well and whatnot so unless you're well ahead of the curve um but yeah and then at the same time it's like maybe you could make some indie like some small indie games but yeah yeah i don't know but then for them it's like is this worth the investment or right so Mm -hmm. exactly oh no, that's really cool. Um, awesome. Well, uh, 
I forgot to tell you this earlier, but it feels like we've gotten to talk about a lot of really great stuff and I've loved hearing not only like what you loved about the game, but like that specific era of your life before we move on to the couple, the couple fun segments that I have uh, for us to wrap up the show. Is there anything else you wanted to say about Mist or any thoughts you didn't get to wrap up um, that you just felt like sharing? Um, I have one tidbit and that Ooh. was um, two tidbits. So uh, the brothers that I mentioned, how they were video, like, like um, videos of the brothers, yes. um, the, they had actual actor, you know, videos. Uh, and those were just the two creators, uh, how which cool I loved. That? And they had to do all of their own sound effects also. Um, I remember when I was a kid, I, because I was so like hungry for any information about mist. Um, I was able like, I watched some special. I'm trying to think like how I even watched it because this was definitely like pre YouTube. I think it, you know what? It was probably like, um, a disc that came with the game that was like special features. And, um, I remember there's like one part of the game where there's a boiler room and to make the fire noise, they just drove a truck really slowly on gravel. (laughs) Uh, and then to make a bubbling noise, they just took a straw and they tried to just blow bubbles in a cup, but it wasn't working. And they had to take a really long straw and, uh, blow in the back of a toilet, uh, to get, (laughs) that's anyway, so that's just a thing that like, that's like, for some reason, a thing that I think about, um, a lot. And I remember thinking like, that's so cool to make your own sound effects when I was a kid. Um, yep. And it is that cool. was like I would get sucked into like special features on DVDs. Oh, like yeah. I would watch all of the like sound effects stuff on like Lord of the Rings and Star Wars yes. movies because I found it so fascinating too. Yes, absolutely. It seems it's like something fun. you can do. It really does. It it's so accessible. Like Foley art is. Oh my gosh, what a fun world that must be uh, to just sit and figure out how to make sounds that sound like actual sounds. Uh, you know? And that's uh, actually the, that's what the description of Foley art is, is how to make sounds that sound like regular sounds. Exactly. Sounds that sound like sounds. <laughs> sounds, sounds, sounds. Um, okay. Let's, that's all I had to say. Let's oh, cool. Well, well, hey, thanks for sharing all of, all of uh, your cool experiences with Mist, but we'll go ahead and move on to the fun segments. Uh, first one that we always do on the show is the Fact Me by Your Game segment, okay. which is the segment, as, as you probably know, where I just tell facts at my guests. Um, <laughs> so these can be like, if you've never listened to the show, these can be Easter eggs, um, development uh, facts, secrets, all sorts of stuff. So I'll just get into them. The first one is that there is actually uh, an Atari exclusive easter egg uh that's that's on the atari jaguar version so as i said earlier this game has been ported to numerous consoles all the way up to like i think it was on the 3ds which is kind of funny to imagine okay um but the atari jaguar version there is an exclusive easter egg where in the planetarium where i guess you can put in a date and a time Mm-hmm. If you put in May 22nd, 1970, 6.30 a.m. in the planetarium, um, the immediate front of the library will now be the Atari building. <gasps> and if the player clicks up like to the sky, they'll see a picture of the Atari of like the Atari development team. Oh, my the gosh. Game. Oh, yeah. What a delight. Such a cool little like what an, Easter uh, egg that only if you have that version, you could have ever seen it. Mm hmm. Uh, um, the next one, uh, this one is not an Easter egg. This is a cool fact, which I have something to share a little extra fact to share with you since because of something you said earlier, <gasps> but, um, there was actually a once planned, uh, Disney mist Island for Walt Disney yes! world. Oh my gosh. You know I this? know it, it was supposed to happen in 1999, uh, discovery Island. Yes. Um, yes. In Florida, uh, where it was supposed to be like interactive. Um, I truly have no idea how they would have pulled it off. Uh, and I'm so glad I didn't know that that was something that they were thinking about at the time, because I would have been so disappointed if it didn't happen. Um, (laughs) like truly, um, wow. No, I, what a good fact. Isn't that cool? cool. It's Uh, amazing. I love, like, I love, uh, I'm more into like the creativity and the imagineering of the Disney parks and stuff than I am the parks themselves, even though I think they are amazing. Oh my God. We have to continue this conversation. I am... 
I'm a, I, I love, I love Disneyland and I love oh, parks so cool. very much. Oh my gosh. Um, well, did, this is my side fact too, that I wanted to share on top of that one. Did you also know that another planned Island that never happened was, or at least a pitched one was a lost Island? No. Funny enough that you said you were like obsessed oh with that show. Gosh. Yes. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Was that another Disney thing or was it? It was a, yeah. ABC. ABC show. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <gasps> huh. That would have been so cool, Wild. but also after the finale, um, <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah, I lost was a show. I I still like just hold very close to my heart. Um, I it started when I was my freshman year of college, and so all oh, of my college friends we would um, because nobody had like TVs in our rooms, we would have to go to like one of the common areas and like stake it out beforehand, and it was like oh. a whole thing every like Wednesday night. Um, that's so, so cool. A little it lost was, party. Yeah, exactly. And then we'd all like theorize about what everything meant. Uh, and then, so by the time it ended, I think I was out of college. It was like maybe a year or two when I was out of college. Mm. Um, and just, I started that sixth season and I remember being like, you know what? This isn't going to end well. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, You're I think right. I'm going to just, I'm going to cut my ties here uh, <laughs> and just keep fond memories of Lost. Um, I did watch the finale, but I missed like, let's say three quarters of sure. that last season. And I don't regret it. I think this it's is fine. The, you know what? I think, you, you know what? You got to enjoy what you wanted to. That's like how some Thank people, you. I think with certain properties are like, you know what? Uh, these three movies, that's what I'm going to remember yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, I I have a, an interesting experience with Lost. I caught it like the year after it was season two must have been going on. Mm-hmm. So I watched the, all the DVDs with one of my best friends, my friend Ooh. Nick Cash. Uh-huh. We watched season one. Then I watched episodes one and two of season two. I watched an episode from season four. And then I watched the finale. And that's what I've seen of Lost, <laughs> which is pretty wild. <laughs> That's a confusing little uh, trajectory. Um, it I is. like it though. It yeah. honestly, you probably know enough. Uh, there was <laughs> so that was that's what was so good about Mist is there was so much payoff. Um, yeah. And I think with Lost, I was just waiting for that payoff, um, mm. and it never, it never really got there. So ah, bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually, I also had uh, another fact I was going to share, but you actually shared it on the show. So you get a special little like <gasps> extra brownie points, which oh was, I was going to share how it used to be the highest selling PC game until the Sims. Oh my God. I did know that. I knew I that. Need, I need, I've done that. No one has done this in a while, but I, in the past I've said, I want to have like a little siren go off when someone does it, but. Wait, uh, oh, that's so fun. Ah, I love that. Um, oh, yeah, so cool. I, like I said, I was just really I was just really obsessed with it and just, I wanted to know everything. And I'm, it's just so funny because if that game had come out now in today's world, and if I was a kid playing it, I would have so many like forums to go to, uh, to get my, you know, questions answered. I could watch Mm -hmm. YouTube videos on it. I could Wikipedia it. Um, but when it came out, like, I don't even think we had internet. Like maybe we had AOL dial up. Yeah. Maybe but you wouldn't have even know where to start with that. Oh, I wouldn't ha- know where to start. So everything there was just like my own record keeping and note taking and anything I found on like, um, you know, the featurette little CD mm. ROM. Um, wow. and I think, yeah, I think my friend who got it, uh, who influenced me to get it. I think her dad was like real into it also. And I think he got like gaming magazines that had like, uh, you know, like occasionally they would have like the codes for games. I'm sure that's how sure. I got Zoom codes. Um, and so he would have little like bits of information. Also. But now I'm thinking, I'm like, how did I know that about? It must have been something I I read. Yeah, I did some research. Maybe it was just something I learned this week. But hmm. I remember being like just so proud. I was like, yeah, good. It was a really good game. <laughs> Way to go. Yeah. That is really cool. Good for them. Um, yeah. Uh, awesome. Well, that's the end of the fact me by your game segment. I'll okay. go ahead and give you uh, now we'll move on to the last segment, which is the game recommendations. Um, I always do this segment. Be, and this is my one very forced tie into the movie. Call me by your name. Love where it. at the end. I didn't I do this segment because at the end of that movie, 
Elio moves on with his from his relationship with Army's Hammer's character. And as in real life, when people move on from relationships and they date someone new, sometimes I've you know you have friends who date people that are eerily similar to the last person they dated. Mm-hmm, sometimes mm-hmm. you date you people date someone wildly different or someone out of left field. So that's what these recommendations are gonna gonna be based on. I love it. So. The first recommendation I have for you is I wanted to do a recommendation of another game I know that was a really creative, cool point and click adventure in, in the same way where you are like clicking to move a f- movement to a different screen and interacting with objects and solving puzzles. And this game is called The Neverhood, which is Ooh. also a PC game from 96. Do you know this game? No, I've never heard of that. I Hold on. I'm going to drop a link in chat because uh, because this is a game that I actually played like in the 2000s it is a claymation uh, <gasps> oh whoops that's the wrong one it is a claymation uh, adventure game where you are just the whole environment is claymation they did a lot of stop motion with it too but you're oh basically just like going through this crazy clay world and um, and solving puzzles that is so my jam I love claymation um, I love puzzles I I'm really excited to check this out. Awesome. I'll definitely drop. I'll be sure to send you all these recs just so that you have them. Um, and then the next recommendation that I have uh, that this is. So I wanted to take something. This game, obviously, as we learned, not only like are, is the game developed by brothers, um, but it's about these two brothers who are <gasps> stuck in this book and their dad. Is it so, the game Brothers? It's wait, a tale of two sons. <laughs> that sounds like a no. Yes. <laughs> no, what's, no it is. what's the name of the game? It is Brothers. Oh, it is a brothers. tale of two sons. Okay. Do you know this yes. one? I know of it. I have not played it. Um, it's just, yeah, I read the description and I think at the time I was like, oh, that sounds sad. It was like right after I finished the game Journey. Oh. Um, yes, it is on my list. What a great recommendation. I completely forgot that was on my list. I haven't thought of that game in a while, but yeah, I will play that. Ooh, I love it, especially since you've, you know, it's fun to, it's also fun to learn one of the things about the show. It's fun to learn what people like about games, hearing you love puzzle solving so much. This game is like, you're solving puzzles as the two brothers throughout the whole game. So very cool. I love it. Connor, thank you. Hey, you bet. Um, And then the last recommendation I have for you is the out of left field one. Now (gasps) this is, this is not entirely a stretch, um, but what I thought was the one thing the, my stretch for this one, I'm trying to explain this in a clear and concise way. In this game, the whole way you even get to the Island of Mist is don't you go through like a little portal in a book? Yes. You interact with the book uh-huh. that sends yeah, you Yeah, you open up books. Uh, so basically like uh, the premise is you like opened up a book, you got sucked into mist. And then to get to those other ages I was talking about, you open mm. up books. Um, and gotcha. You, yeah, it's okay. so fun. Oh, very cool. So this is my big stretch. And if you are a reader as a kid, you might know this one. But the this in this book, in this game, there is one moment where you get transported into a book, and that is Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, <gasps> uh, which is the game from 2002. Did you read those books growing up? Oh, yeah, I sure did. Um yeah, I would so have to like play a, a Harry Potter game. one, but yeah. uh-huh. And you said it was the Chamber of Secrets one? Yes, because in Amazing. that one, he That's like reads forced. Tom Riddle's diary and gets yes. sucked into it. <gasps> oh, my gosh. That sounds great. I love that. Um, it's, yeah, I haven't played a Harry Potter game. Oh, yeah. Of course it's fun. It's Harry Potter. <laughs> I know, right? It's hard not to be. I, I yeah. played these games growing up uh, and was really attached to them. And the cool thing I loved about the games as much as the book is not only I was like got to be – in the Harry Potter world and like revisiting the story, but you get to like be Harry Potter. Yeah. And so if you like that, if that sounds interesting at all, then I'd check out this game somehow. absolutely. Is that, uh, where, what was that? It might be kind of hard to, it's not hard to find, but you would need an older system to play it. It's on the PS2, Xbox and GameCube. Okay. Interesting. So so an Um, eBay search might help you out if you have any of those. It might. I actually might have a PS2 in my garage. Uh, The one I mentioned earlier from that I had in college that I used to play Soul Calibur and Spider-Man. Oh, cool. That's funny. I played both of those. Those are awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the reason I had that was because uh, Mikey, uh, my now husband was my boyfriend at that time. Uh, (laughs) I think he was living with someone who had a PlayStation two and I think PlayStation three was coming out pretty soon. And he was just like, whatever you can use this for now. Oh, awesome. Um, 
Yeah. Oh, and clutch. so, cause it's funny. Cause I don't think of like, I just, I had this like memory where when you asked me like, Oh, when did you play games? And I was like, Oh, I do have this memory of playing video games on the floor of my sophomore year college dorm. And it was definitely a PlayStation <laughs> two. So there oh, you have awesome. it. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, well, so those are some recs for you. I, I you. sent you the neverhood link in the chat so you can check it I out, but it. that does bring us to the end of the, uh, fact, or excuse me, the game recommendation segment and the end of the show. Oh, so before, what a delight. Thank you. Um, before we get to plugs, I wanted again, just thank you so much for not only coming on the show, but spending an hour or so with me and hanging out today. I really appreciate it, Courtney. Oh my gosh. What is truly like, I can't think of a better way to spend a Sunday afternoon. Uh, this has been so much fun. Uh, clearly, as you could probably hear, I got very excited. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, it. That's the goal. There aren't a lot of people who will listen to me talk about mist, uh, for an <laughs> hour nonetheless. And there definitely aren't a lot of people who are willing to throw facts about it back to me. Um, so this has truly been thrilling. Uh, like I mentioned, I am also kind of on this new journey of video games and like playing mm -hmm. them more frequently and appreciating them as an art. Um, so getting to talk about them, how fun, um, and streaming uh. them also, that's something I do sometimes just like you. Um, yeah. Well, Connor, thank you for having me. Uh, I, it's hey, truly absolutely. an honor just to be considered. Um, and I had a great time. Thank you so much. That's that's so sweet of you. Um, and I mean, you were kind of talking about streaming just now, so that transition us to transitions us easily to plugs. So go ahead and plug anything you want. Then I'll plug some stuff and lead us out. Great. Okay. So the what I would like to plug, um, like I mentioned, I stream. Um, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Cortenberry. Uh, that's C O U R T E N. B-E-R-R-Y. Um, really wishing I had chosen an easier handle, but um, <laughs> whatever. Uh, and you can also hear my voice in the video games Pyre by Supergiant Games and also Hades by Ooh. Supergiant Games, uh, which is the game I mentioned before that I really like to play. So cool. um, and yeah, that's those are my two big things right now. So if you want to check those out, check those out. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, this show is produced by the great Jeremy Schmidt. You can find him on Twitter at Ocarina of Crime, on Instagram at ScareMeSchmidt. And you can also listen to his wonderful video game podcast, Video Games, a comedy show. He is ramping up towards the 100th uh, episode of that show. This is a show I get to guest on occasionally, and we're doing the road to 100. So we've been doing uh, top 10 lists, which we never do on the show because we try to get be a little more creative than just making top 10 lists. But we did most recently the uh, best 2D platformer episode. So Give that show uh, a look if you'd like. And then you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Connor underscore McCabe. Um, re it seems that my internet, which Courtney has also had trouble, internet troubles, oh my gosh. is Spectrum coming man. back. It's been a, it's been a struggle, but I've really been perse persevering and it seems that I actually have a good upload speed again. So you can follow me on Twitch at cons is cool. 69. I'm gonna, I've got some fun projects I'm going to be doing there. Um, but that's it for this episode today. Thank you for listening to call me by your game. We'll see you on the next one. Bye. realized the moment I fell into the fissure that the book would not be destroyed as I had planned. It continued falling into that starry expanse of which I had only a fleeting glimpse. I've tried to speculate where it might have landed. I must admit, however, such conjecture is futile. Still, questions about whose hands might one day hold my missed book are unsettling to me. I know my apprehensions might never be allayed. And so I close, realizing that perhaps the ending has not yet yet been written. written.